M-M-A. It's in the cage. Ryan Jenkins, what is happening, my brother? Hola, mis amigos. Estás, señor. It is. Uh, it is going to be Cinco de Mayo tomorrow, sir. We yeah, should... it's uh, it's pretty exciting. Uh, Takati and tequilas uh, for all. Absolutely, man. So, dude, we have had. Granted, it's not like we we really took off. We did, we took off a little time, but um, there's been so much that's happened in the MMA community, man. First of all, though, we have to talk about us, Ryan. What's going on in your life, buddy? Uh, same same old shit, man. Um, got finals coming up here next week. Uh, just feeling a little bit of stress, and um, other than that, uh, that's <laughs> all right. Well, in my life, Ryan, let's see. I've had uh, two days off. That, like I just said, I'm not going to be doing anything. Ryan, you ever so so you're in college, right? Okay, money's short, like it always is for us. When you're in college, you gotta steal some music. That's just the way it happens. All right, I'm not. I didn't pay for any music the entire time I was there. You know, you get you sign up for some BitTorrent sites, right? So, no, but so go ahead. okay, so I so I uh, I had this. I really wanted that Mr. Jones song from uh, from Counting Crows. Do you remember? Are you familiar with the song? Yes. Mr. Jones, you know that one. Yeah. Um, you know, I just wanted the one song, right? So, but I had I was in the process of switching computers, and so I just downloaded the first uh, torrent downloader that I had, and it was a shitty one. And so it was the one where you couldn't like choose the files; you had to download the entire thing. And I really wanted this song, so I'm like, "Fuck it, let's just find the first file and just go from there." So the first one I came across was six gigs. So for the past four years, I've had six gigs of Counting Crows on my iPod. And let me let me just tell you that 5.9 gigs of Counting Crows is too much. It's just just too much. So for like the last two days, I've just been taking Counting Crows off my iPod and just doing like just 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 brain fart shit that like you know really doesn't like emptying my mailbox type stuff. Like I have like 1,900 pieces of junk mail in my Gmail account. You know I'm just 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 stuff like that. You just gotta just just not think about work just for a couple of days. It's been lovely. It's been great. So, so so here's your solution to uh, the Counting Crows so you don't encounter, encounter that again. You want one song, go on to fucking iTunes and spend the 99 cents and just download the thing, for God's sakes. I feel like iTunes didn't exist at that time. That's just like my inclination. <laughs> I don't know. That could be wrong. 2000 and what? Like, iTunes has been around for like 100 years. I like like 2008. I think it didn't exist. No, fuck that. I wasn't paying money for it. Okay, I may not even like it. You know, I was just really just. I didn't want to put my credit card information out there at the time. No, nah, I don't give a fuck. You can find my credit card information probably online, like in 10 minutes. <laughs> so, uh, so that's what I've been up to. Also, been I, we just talked about this a little off air. You know, I've been uh, getting into a little bit carpentry. I've got a yeah, you've been uh, working that wood up. 
Dude, man, it is the shit. You, I got, I got a plane, and I got a miter saw, and I got a sander, and like I was saying, man, my my, my dick has grown like three inches over the last couple of weeks just by doing. Just get in there, you sand that shit down, right? It's lovely. You, you put your little fingers on. It. Oh man, that's so smooth. Let me get a better grit though. Oh, it's even smoother now. Oh, it's wonderful, man. Can't get enough of it. <laughs> Cannot get enough of it. Highly Found the love for some woodworking. Absolutely, man. So. That's been my uh, it's been my getaway from from all the bullshit at work. So, but other than that, oh, and then just wrote just as a sidebar, fuck everybody in traffic, dude. Cause like I was doing something highly illegal the other day, which it doesn't even matter. But you know, like Freaking every, driving. Yeah, no, I mean just it was just it on your cell phone. No, text. I was going like backwards on a str- one way street. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> but like these because you were like, drunk. I literally made this guy wait. Like, he had to wait for, like, an additional second. Like, he could see it was almost done with my illegal act. And I had to wait for an additional second. He just leaned on the horn the entire time I was doing it. I'm like, really? Is it really going to make you go any more quicker in fucking traffic right now? Are you really going to be that much later, sir? It's already fucking past 530. You'd only have to be home. So, that just, ugh. It's just to let you know that you're being an asshole. So... I can clearly see how – I even rolled down the window and said, yes, sir, I'm aware I'm being an asshole. I'm sorry, sir. You know, gave the little gave the little hand out the window. You know, I was aware of it. It just had to happen. You should have gone back with more uh, just anger and, you know, flicked him off and laid on the horn no. like, so, like he was in the wrong. So I almost actually got in my car and hit a guy in the face because – I was backing up and I didn't see I drive a minivan so there's a lot of blind spots and I didn't see him and this fucking douche who looked like a surgeon in scrubs hit my car with his umbrella. Now, I don't give a fuck who you are. You don't hit my car. You don't hit my minivan, okay? That's bullshit. But if I wasn't doing something so highly just wrong, then I would, then you know, I would, I think uh, I mean I was justified, but it just it made me it made the blood boil. So uh <sighs> Anyways, Chicago traffic sucks. No big deal. Ryan, way too much MMA has gone by. No, at least in the news that we got to talk about, man. Yeah, um, I think start. I think I think the biggest news out of it for me, at least, uh, is finally we've got Hector Lombard in the UFC. That's at uh, the top of my list. Right? Infusing new blood into the wealth or to the middleweight division, um, where some reason we got rid of Nate Marquardt which was always fucking retarded, even though he's planning to drop down to welterweight. Um, but uh, that just opens up a ton of great fights um, with uh, with Hector. This, uh, is how in Bellator. this is how you do it, man. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you how the UFC has to approach this right now. Rashad Evans just coming off of a loss from uh, John Jones. Rashad has openly talked about moving down to 185. Put Hector Lombard versus Rashad Evans for like an immediate title shot, immediate number one contender slot. Bam, there you go. It's already Bam. not going to happen though. Why? Because uh, Lombard's fighting Brian Stan. I know, but I'm just saying though that like that would be better in my eyes. Yeah, but Rashad also said that he still wasn't wanting to move down to middleweight for some reason. Well, like the he, reason he didn't want to move down to middleweight is because he wanted to fight Jones because of- I know, but this was after the Jones fight. Oh, so. Yeah, he still doesn't want to move down for some reason. I, I don't get it. it. He would be a just a nightmare at uh, 185. Um, and I think it's pretty clear that he just 
doesn't have a shot. I mean, we'll, 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 like we'll, we'll get into that afterwards. It really sucks to be at that that weight, though. It's like, oh, I could go fight John Jones, or I could go fight Anderson Silva. Like, right. Like those are your options. I mean, you can't you can't go up to heavyweight. So your 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 two are like possibly the two greatest fighters that will ever bless the game. You know. Right. So, oh man, that's that's a bummer. So, another big piece of news, man. Alistair Overeem, Ryan, the the Reem. The wrecking machine, Alistair Overeem, got uh, got dinged for for elevated testosterone to epitestosterone levels, not necessarily steroids. Right, um, and he didn't actually test positive for a steroid specifically, right? It was just Correct. the elevated levels. Correct. It was, I mean, it was like fourteen to one elevated when like the one the ones they amount is six to one, but you know, no big deal, no big deal. Right? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's pretty clear how um, my stance on steroids. I really don't care. Um, I think it helps him recover. If it helps him recover and it's helped him get to where he's at right now, I mean, sh- the shit's obviously working. So, I mean, give him a fucking pass for God's sakes. Well, well, my thing about it is like my my gigantic problem with the way they went about it. Is so, so typically, for those of you who don't know, they'll test on uh, they'll test you after the fight has already taken place, and from there you will let's say you test positive for you know a banned substance. Let's say like uh, Nate Diaz tested positive for marijuana in the system, right? So he got fined a portion of his fight purse. Now the problem that I have with this situation is they pre-tested him. With that, like they pre-tested him for this, so and they suspended him for nine months because of it. Now that that directly, like n- not now we missed out on a great fight, and now Alistair Overeem doesn't get paid for a year because he can't because he doesn't even have the option to get that you know fifteen percent uh, purse deduction. Yeah, I mean they have been doing uh, the the pre-screenings. Um, they'll do that before fights. They'll usually do like a um, like a random group, um, and it depends on the athletic commissions, but they'll do a pre-screening, but it'll be right before the fight. It won't be, you know, what is that? That fight was a couple months off or a month and a half off at least. Um, but, uh, yeah, this, this was actually one of their, I think he was the first one to test positive in what they call a rand, you know, their random drug screenings, which anybody that's got a license in, you know, the Nevada State Athletic Commission, they could ask you at any time uh, to take a drug test. So you, you've you got a problem with that. I think it's a little weird doing it that way because the guys have been used to, you know, the it, steroids, it's obvious. A lot of the guys are on it and they use it, you know, for whatever different, uh, the different types, whether it's the uh, replacement therapy, the hormone replacement therapy or uh, whatever else uh, supplements all the other shit that they use. Um, but they know how to cycle off of it long enough to where they're not getting popped, you know, with the stuff in their system when they're fighting, which I think that's really when it's most important for, you know, for them to say that they shouldn't be on it um, to be all roided up before the fight. Sure. Yeah. No, I mean, it'll, it'll definitely affect uh, the way you. Yeah, it'll, it'll affect it. You know, it's funny. I, I remember seeing. um Oh my God, the UPS driver, um, uh, Alexander, uh, or uh, oh my God, the UPS driver that looks like uh, the shaved head um, used to used to be jacked in the UFC, black dude, two hundred five. Help me out, dude. You're talking uh, about Kevin Randleman? No, no, shaved like purely shaved head. Um, knocked out Keith Jardine uh, when Keith Jardine was on his way out. Oh, Houston uh, Alexander. Thanks, <laughs> the UPS man. He drives a UPS truck. 
I don't know. He yeah. was like a he was no. like a D, DJ slash. No. no, he drives UPS van, man. He got the shorts and everything. Anyways, How do you know this? Yeah, like he was on uh, sports science, and like they injected him uh, with testosterone. No, was it testosterone? It was um, epinephrine, right? Well, I guess. Okay. Nah, fuck it. I'm not even fucking bringing that up. Stupid. <laughs> what a ridiculous yeah, story. Anyways, so Jamie Varner is finally getting back in the UFC, guys. <laughs> no, I don't know. That isn't Varner. even a story. Jamie Nobody Varner, cares about Jamie this. Varner fought in the UFC, I think, believe it, 2007 at Millway and ended up getting kicked out. Has done great in the WC since then, but lost his last couple of fights. Couldn't get back in the UFC when the WEC merged with him. And now he's finally getting back in. Now, the, now Ryan, this is the problem that I have. Okay. He's a late, he's a last minute replacement, right? You know, that means that you're probably not amazingly prepared for the fight. And on top of that, he's going against Edson Barbosa. <laughs> like that's that's a that's a shitty fight to come in on the UFC. Yeah, he's definitely uh, out there as a lamb. There's no doubt about it. He's going to get killed in the fight. He's yeah. not that he's not that great of a fighter, so um, you seem to be a lot more excited about it than, than I like I do. Jamie Varner because like he always gets booed. I'm pretty sure the same reason you boo him for the uh, the goofy stars on his shoulders. But, like, I just feel – I mean, you know, it's funny because, like, he wants to be loved. Like, you know, some people play the heel. Josh Koscheck, Rashad Evans, they play the heel. He li- he wants to be liked. And everybody and, hates – he's like the, the like the, the lightweight Tim Sylvia. Exactly. And, like, he just wa- – and, like, he just – I feel bad for him. I just – like, he, did, he didn't want to be the heel, and now he is. And it, he cries. <laughs> you know, it just – I feel bad, but so uh, anyways, so heck, well, I think well, I think the, the bigger news that we didn't get to was what happened to the card once Alistair Overeem got popped is the, the entire card changed because it's just like a heavyweights only um, main event. There's yeah, five like heavyweight it. fights. Yeah, I mean, we got, so, uh, we got Frank uh, Murr. Going yeah, Murr got bumped to uh, the, the title shot with JDS, which. I think it's a really tough, tough fight for Frank Mir. I just do not see him having any chance um, at winning this. I just and he opened up the the betting odds. He opened up as just a huge dog too. Really? Uh, the the big thing for, you know for me there is Frank Mir can wrestle some guys down. I just do not think he's going to have enough chops to be able to to take down Dos Santos. Cause if he doesn't take Dos Santos, he's going to get picked apart on the feet. The, Frank Mears got improved standup and he's looked, he's looked pretty good. Um, and he's got good power. Problem with it is the, the speed of Dos Santos hands are just so much quicker. I'll tell, tell you what the problem with Frank Mears is Frank Mears, which I love by the way, but Frank Mears got the biggest ego in the UFC. He literally thinks he is a mixed martial artist, like put there to protect people. Now, this is where the problem comes into play because he he's like, oh, yeah, I'm not afraid to take a punch. Well, guess what? You almost got fucking knocked out by Nogueira because of that. You did get knocked out by Shane Carwin because of that. You know, it's just like he's not afraid of people. And that's when you're going against guys that can are throwing bricks at 265 pounds. That's not a good fucking attribute to have. So yeah. uh, he's just he just doesn't fight intelligently. And um, I don't know, man. Like I, I, you're saying with you, like I think if he's able to get him down, I think obviously he'll have success. But I mean, he's got to get him there, and no one really has been able to keep JDS down. So right, yeah. I mean, that's that's the big thing. If if Mir's able to get it down, I think he's able to win the fight. I mean, Frank Mir is obviously just fucking vicious once uh, once he's on the ground, especially if. Uh, um, he ends up getting top control on JDS. And I think 
JDS, that's the only loss in his career was a uh, submission loss. Um, so that that at least means that uh, he could potentially be susceptible there. Um, but his fight, uh, Mir was going to fight Cain uh, Velasquez. Um, that fight ended up uh, moving to uh, Antonio Silva. Right. So big Bigfoot and his giant chin are going to fu- you know find Cain uh, Velasquez's fist multiple times um, <laughs> in in that fight. So, I like that fight. It, it, I mean, I think that's a pretty, it's a pretty like cakewalk fight for Kane, if you ask me. I mean, he'll be able to take him down if he wants to. Well, I mean, and, and he's going to have a huge speed advantage once again. Antonio Silva, he's got black belt jiu jitsu. Like, that's not like a great place to be. Yeah, I know, but Kane, yeah, but Kane's going to just, he has the just dirty ground and pound. So, I mean, you're getting punched in the face over and over. You're worried about covering up your face, not trying to sink in a fucking triangle. Yes and no. I mean, you say that, but then, like, you know, he did it to, uh, to Fedor, you know? I mean, like, it, I don't know. I think it's not as big as – I don't know. I think you're stupid for thinking that uh, it's that big of a fucking difference. Uh, no, maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> I don't know. He did get knocked out by Daniel Cormier. I, th- I think Kane's just a, a little bit uh, newer, better version than uh, uh, than Fedor was as far as, uh, you know, their skill set and size-wise. So I don't think – I, I, I could see the comparison in the two fights, but I think uh, – just Kane's going to be is going to have a significant enough speed advantage, and the speed's going to end up uh, winning that fight again. Um, and Antonio Silva was going to be fighting Roy Nelson, who is now fighting uh, Dave Herman. Yeah, which which, which used to be, which it was going to be Gabriel Gonzaga, which I was actually looking forward to very much. Yes, but, I thought that was going to be a good fight as well. But, um, uh, Dave Herman, dude, I don't like Dave Herman. Just his because it's it's the name. It's Pee Wee Herman. I don't like that. I mean, he named himself after a guy who jerks off in public, you know. It's, yeah, there's yeah, there's something just something about the the way the guy carries himself and the fact that we had no idea that he was a yeti. Yes, because uh, before that, that he just, was like waxed. Yeah, exactly. It, if you can hide something like that, I don't fucking trust you. And Dave Herman's got a zero fucking gas tank. He gases after like a the first ninety seconds in the fight. And he's not going to be able to knock out Roy Nelson in that period of time. So I think this is a pretty good fight for Roy Nelson. Uh, I would anticipate Roy Nelson probably TK owing uh, Herman probably late in the first round in that. Yeah. Group chance of it. And then, I mean, fuck, dude, how many other fights did we have? We had uh, Michael Bisping versus Tim Bosch is going to be coming out. That is bad for Bosch and for Bisping. I mean, because Bosch, I mean, there's a good chance he's going to lose. If Bisping wins, though, I mean, like, he's not going to get a title shot. So. And then after that, we got uh, Lyoto versus Bader. That's that's interesting. That's tit fight for Lyoto. Well, yeah, maybe, maybe. Bader's not going to be Bader's not going to be able to take him down, and Lyoto's going to outstrike his ass. Well, fuck you. Okay, I don't know, I don't know what to say. <laughs> and then, we, and then, honestly, though, this is the fight that like I am I am so happy it's happening. Possibly, what 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 did the what did the uh, the news the news title say? It was like possibly the greatest fighter ever, Hendo versus John Jones. That's what that's what MMA Junkie was saying. Possibly. Oh, did they really? Yeah, possibly the greatest <laughs> fighter ever. Or uh, or um, Dan Henderson is going to fight John Jones for the for the two hundred five title. Which honestly, I think he's got a fucking shot. I really do. I- I mean, the guy has done the impossible. You know, I he's got a, he's got a fucking chance. He does. 
Yeah, I mean, he's got a he's got a chance with his right hand, but this is another one that uh, really I don't I don't see much of a chance. Like he may be able to uh, to clip John Jones, but he's going to have to do it early. He's going to have to do it in the first round. Um, well, that's Hendo's, always, but that's how he wins all of his fights, though. So I mean, like that's that's his game plan. He's not yeah, he's not I, playing I, to submit him with the fucking Amaplata in the fourth, you know. Like, not, yeah. <laughs> but and he can endure tons of punishment. the The thing is, just the range of John Jones and like his utilization of distance. Uh, he's going to look a, a lot bigger than uh, in Hendo and. The thing with John Jones is he fights big too. So, you know, if he's able to get out of the first round, that's really going to cut down the, um, you know, the knockout power of of Hendo at that point. Now, Hendo in the the Shogun fight actually still looked pretty good in uh, the, the second and the, in the third round, which that's probably the best he's looked kind of later on in the fights because really uh, we've seen him kind of kind of tail off after the first round. So. Sure. Um, I say that just based off of more of the history as opposed to uh, the Shogun fight. Um, but for the most part, I think uh, John Jones will be able to work uh, the distance, just the ridiculous striking. And I think he's going to be able to take down uh, Henderson at will. If he wants to take him down, I don't think he's going to have that big of an issue taking him down. I don't think so either. And obviously Henderson not that good off his back. But, like, you know, he's just so good in the trans. Like, Hendo, I think, is one of the best at taking advantage of a tiny opening. You know what I mean? Like, he finds a way to get just a hand in there real quick, and that throws him off balance for half of a second, and he, and he attacks. Like, and that that's where – that's that's really where a lot of the fights are, are, are won and lost, I think, and he can take advantage of that. And, and John Jones has a tight game, so, you know, the holes are really going to be tiny where he can take advantage. So I think, uh, I think he's – He's a good guy to do it. But that's what everyone's been fucking saying for, like, you know, the last year. Like, oh, you know, Rampage has got fucking big hands. You know, big chin. You can take him out. You know, he fucking loses. Loda Machida, you know, same thing. I mean, everyone's been saying the same right. things, you know. The guy is he's a fucking phenom. So. Yeah, the, I mean, the the the, the takeaway that I'd, I'd get uh, from the Rashad fight is every fighter is going out there and they get drawn into John Jones's fight. And he's allowed to push the pace, and and that's what allows him to keep his distance. There needs to be somebody that goes out there and really puts it on, on John Jones and tries to make him uncomfortable, try and push him up against uh, the cage, um, and try and take the center of the octagon. Which brings um, us, Ryan, which is a great transition to our next fight, which is a recap of uh, Senor Alexander Gustafsson. Versus Tiago the Pitbull Silva a couple weeks ago, UFC Fight Night. Um, so man, 205, you know Alexander Gustafsson with a very dominant uh, unanimous decision victory over a very experienced and talented guy, Tiago Silva. What where do you see Alexander Gustafsson in the division, man? Uh, upper echelon. I mean, beating beating uh, Tiago Silva, who's uh, certainly a top ten guy. Um, you know, Gustafsson is. Just, what a fight away probably from fighting John Jones. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I really think so. I mean like the guy and all of that, but like he's got like, you know, he's got one of these guys that's flying under the radar, but he's got knockout power. He's got good technique and he's also got distance, not, not John Jones distance, but he's got a lot of distance with, I'd like to, I'd like to see his reach because he, he is, he's 
he's tall and he's lanky as shit. Yeah. And and I would be certainly interested in at least the striking portion of the John Jones and Gustafson. Um, Cause I think uh, that would create an interesting pairing. I think John Jones would probably, tr- you know, work uh, his takedowns uh, in that fight. He'd probably be smart to do that. Um, uh, Cause you know, obviously Gustafson, uh, it likes to, to stand and trade. I thought he worked his, his distance real well against Tiago Silva. I mean, it was beautiful. Uh, it was beautiful. And, I mean, like and his footwork looked really solid and like, he really has started to like, yeah, he's starting to really get to the, I mean, he's already at that next level, but he's really starting to tighten up the, just like the little things that people fuck up on. And honestly, I mean, yeah, you're right. He is one fight away from from moving up or from from getting a title shot, probably. And John Jones is he's already cleaning out some of the like the, not even some he's cleaned out the top ranked guys in the division already. So you know, Gustafson, especially being an up and comer, is going to get propelled to that next uh, that next fight fairly quickly. So I mean, it, it, who would you put him up against? You, you would you do a Rashad Evans? No, I mean, I personally wouldn't because like. I think Rashad, I mean, like, obviously Rashad has takedown ability, so, like, you may be, you know, they, they may want to veer away from that, but I don't know. I mean, maybe uh, the winner against, uh, ba- maybe maybe winner against Lyoto and Bader, you know, something like that. When is that fight supposed to happen? Did you, did you I, see? I don't know. I'm just uninformed. I have no idea. Oh. Okay, and the reach, by the way, is uh, 76 inches on uh, on Gustafsson, which is pretty significant, but I think Jones is, like, what, it's 84? Like 84, yeah. Yeah, it's stupid. I mean, like, he had a whole foot, like, reach advantage on, on fucking Rashad Evans. It's, it's kind of goofy. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's a what, – Ryan, uh, yeah, I think that's this is a great opportunity for a break because I'm running out of shit to talk about. Indeed. Uh, up <laughs> after the break will be our recap of the Evans-Jones fight. And uh, later on in the show, we will be talking about uh, UFC on Fox 3, Diaz versus Miller. Uh, stick with us. You're listening to Esmeral McCarthy and Ryan Jenkins on MMA in the Welcome back to MMA in a Cage with Esmond McCarthy. I'm Ryan Jenkins. And, uh, Real quick, guys, about. we just want to throw up a, a quick uh, tribute to the cancer-ridden beastie boy that just died. I don't know his name, but uh, he does do our he does do our intro or not our intro our like uh, our, what is it like our inter- intermediary break music? Yeah, I don't they just know. heard it. They just heard it. They just heard that shit. So uh, hey, we're still gonna use it, but and I appreciate you making it. There you go. Yeah. And uh, shout out to Junior Seau too. I don't know who that is. Um, so, well, you actually had a name. I, I just <laughs> fucking guy from what, Beastie Boy. What, a a Beastie Boy. Yeah, a Beastie Boy that's passed. So, um, all right, Jerron, let's talk about fucking what is it? UFC one forty six. Um, sure. One forty five. John Jones. 
versus Rashad Evans at the Phillips Arena in Atlanta, Georgia. It was a pretty goddamn good card, though. A lot of, in my fucking mind, a lot of upsets because I lost some money. I lost, I didn't lose any money. I didn't make any money, but I didn't lose any money. Uh, I want to start off with the the first fight that I want to talk about. Matt Brown versus Steven, the Wonder Boy Thompson. Okay, this is the only fight that I made the majority of my money on. Okay, that was a brutal fight, man. Dude, and- I, I, there, there's nothing that I like more than seeing than seeing up and comers with lots of with lots of hype get smacked to the fucking ground. Fuck you, you don't deserve to be here yet. Here's Matt Brown, who probably just smoked a, a fucking pack of menthols right before he came into the ring, and just oh, just beat him up. He just beat him up. It was great. They both beat the shit out of each other, though. Matt Brown was on Queer Street a number of times as well. Um, but- I love the fact, though, that like Stephen Thompson, obviously, he's a karate background, does a lot of kicks, couldn't even like lift his legs up towards the end because he was so tired. That's oh, great. How does somebody make it to the UFC have that poor of jujitsu? It, it, it's shocking to me. Like, you can understand Pat Berry just because he fights at heavyweight, right. but at welterweight, how do you have a guy, literally, he was fucking clueless. That was the worst takedown defense, <laughs> and just absolutely, <laughs> like, has he even watched fucking MMA at it's, all? It's so funny how, like, the worst takedown defense is always preceded with, like, the worst takedowns. <laughs> like, like Matt Brown's takedowns are just like, I'm tired. I'm going to fall on you. Oh, and he God. Just fell he was, they were the laziest takedowns. And they were running, running forward, just diving for a leg. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. But I just, yeah, I, I completely agree with you. And on top of that, like, you know, Matt Brown did exactly what I thought you needed to do with this guy. With any kicker, any one of these guys, like Kung Lee, Stephen Thompson, um, even Ben Henderson to a certain extent, you got to put the, you got to make them move and you got to put them on their feet, on the back, on their back leg. Because that's the only thing they they have to generate all that power from that back leg. If they're moving, they can't do that. And, that, and that's what he really what he did the entire time. And he could not he could not kick him, couldn't do it. So that was awesome. And then yeah, that, uh, was, that, that, that was a pretty savage fight. Uh, um, following that was the the Travis Brown Chad Griggs David versus Goliath, just with the opposite um, outcome. Right, Ryan. Just, that wasn't even a fight, dude. Right, you know me. I'm uh, I'm definitely one to jump on a train if uh, if if I meet a fighter, right? You know, I I I get on their side immediately. But for the for I love I've loved Trav, Trav, Chad Griggs since he was fighting his Strike Force. I love those fucking chops he's always come out with. He's always trying to go for the knockout. So I was going for Chad Griggs hardcore in this fight. Now. I did not realize, though, that Chad Griggs is probably closer to my height than he is to Travis Brown's height. <laughs> and I did like yeah. I've met Travis Brown. I knew he was tall as fuck, but I'm like, well, Tra- Chad Griggs is that big. That's no big deal. But I mean, Brown came out looking like a force to be reckoned with in the heavyweight division. Yeah, yeah, this was a it was a good looking fight for him. You know, Chad Griggs hasn't fought top guys i mean he's knocked out he's made valentine overing tap the strikes which you know a lot of people have done that and he's <laughs> he beat up bobby lashley uh after after the first round so um and, and he, chad Griggs can take a punch and the dude is a a fucking beast um but I, I think it was pretty clear that he doesn't have the most refined ground game and he needs to to cut some weight and go down to 205 because there's 
like it was that's a good like point. A man, man fighting a baby in that fight. You know, it's funny because I mean, like you know, honestly, Strike Force doesn't have. It, I mean, clearly their their heavyweight division, I guess, is not like as tall and as large and as beefy. Because if they would be, they'd probably be in the UFC. And I've only been watching him versus their fighters, so I'm thinking, oh no, Chad Griggs is a pretty good sized guy. But like it was, I was so wrong. I was no, I had a lot of money on Chad Griggs, and that just. That really fucked me. So, anyways, Mark Bocek, John Alessio. You I took a that. nap during that fight. I, I, exactly. As, as I do in about every uh, Mark Bocek fight. Bocek fight that's ever existed. Ugh. Now, big, big upset that fucking that honestly I think he completely deserved Eddie Yagen coming out fucking swinging for the fences against Mark Hominick, Man, that that's guy- a fight. That's that was a fight. I. I it could have it could have gone either way. I was fine with the the decision uh, for Eddie, but uh, I, I thought Hominick could have won it as well. Um, that was a that was a brutal fight. Those guys beat the hell out of each other. Okay, I have a question for you. Do you think that fighting Jose Aldo, Mark Hominick fought Jose Aldo like six months ago, right? Since then, Mark Hominick's chin is dead. Guy has not been able to take a punch. What's like it's gone now. It is gone. He's got old man chin, and like it's so crazy how like one day it's gone. It's, it's over. You get hit I, on the I chin. Can't, I, you can't say that. He took a he took some some good shots. Bullshit! I can't say that. He got put on his ass. Like he did. Gone. He did. Get, he did get put on his ass. I'm not. Uh, but he recovered though. Okay. It wasn't the like, Korean zombie. What was it? Yeah, I know the Korean zombie like knocked him out in like a half a second. Almost got the UFC record. He's number two. What was that? Not like nine seconds or something. No, it wasn't. No, it was like seven seconds or six I, seconds. And I like, think, what? I think seven is the record. No, it's like six point five is the record. And then they gave that to. Um, oh Jesus, he just lost. Uh, I'm not gonna try to fucking remember. Okay. It. Yeah, um, not important. Yeah, but um, yeah, he's number two right now. Is uh, is 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 the Korean zombie? Anyways, hats off to Eddie Yagen. Fucking awesome. Michael McDonald coming out. Making me lose the majority of my winnings to Miguel Torres via knockout in the first couple of minutes. Ryan, what 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 is it with the McDonald's and their back knee? Like, can they <laughs> can they not get a proactive? Uh, or is it proactive? What I think it? it's proactive. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The the anti Just, uh, acne Simpson. acne cream or whatever. Yeah. Th- Jesus, get some of that shit and lather it on, buddy. Dude, like if you're gonna. Like he should at least be permitted to fight with a shirt on. Like the chi- the chicks can do it. Like let him do it too. I mean, maybe put on like a little bit of foundation at least. I mean, if you really want those sponsors, <laughs> like, I mean, up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you really want those sponsors. I you really gotta you gotta advertise yourself. And the McDonald's really are just coming out with the worst. They, I mean, you could pop them. I'm sure people are popping on the mat. You know what I mean? So oh, it's God, pretty rough. Yeah. But my yeah, ima- imagine like getting back control on that. No. <laughs> No, no, I don't imagine that. Michael McDonald, though, coming out with, in my opinion, a gigantic, gigantic leap in in uh, in competition and coming out and defeating a very a veteran that's fucking awesome, Miguel Torres. And honestly, I don't think Miguel Torres has ever been knocked out. I mean, Miguel Torres has a fantastic chin, and I'm getting knocked out. Like that surprised the fuck out of me. Yeah, I think he got knocked out against uh, what's his name the. The the guy that looks like a little boy. Uh, oh, uh, not Hardwick. Um, um, uh, like the the guy from Sweden, like that the the child. No, no, not Hordecki. Hordecki. No, no, not him. Uh, 
he's he's like 30 something but he's got a, he always has like a little boy haircut cut I know. I'll, I'll have to look it up to, to get his name it was his first loss um in the wc after he had that real long run oh okay okay anyways no, I... uh yeah but a huge fight for uh uh mcdonald um, yeah fantastic yeah, pretty and, pretty significant and then the upsets keep coming man and next fight ben rothwell versus the prius Brendan Schaub. I, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't think this was a uh, an upset. Brendan Schaub. Brendan, Brendan Schaub does not have a doesn't have the greatest chin. Ben Rothwell had the better chin between the two, so I figured worst case scenario if they stand and trade with each other, you know, Ben Rothwell will be the last man standing, and it kind of ended up working out that way. The big surprise there was how good did Ben Rothwell look? I had no idea. Yeah, the big that he sub- lost so much weight. The reason that like I'm more pissed off the fact that I did lose money on this fight too, but the more the reason I'm really pissed off is that Brinwell Ben Rothwell is still gonna be in the UFC now. <laughs> I hate looking at him. I just dislike him. He's just an ugly man. And I just don't want to see it anymore. He is, but I mean he co- he comes out and he fights, man. And it, boy, that was a definitely a rededication. You could tell uh um just just with his physique alone. Yeah, no, absolutely. He I mean, probably dropped, you know, 30 pounds and he had gained so, he obviously gained muscle too because he weighed in at the same weight uh that, that he did in his last fight so i mean ryan honestly ryan this obviously the question is going to come up eventually when is the ifl rematch going to come with ben rothwell versus roy nelson uh that's that was definitely uh something i was considering i thought uh i think it eventually it'll probably happen because they're both kind of the that middle of the road uh heavyweights they're not going to be guys that are going to be fighting for a title so uh, that's certainly a fight that i imagine we'll see here in the next year or so yeah hopefully and then uh next we got rory mcdonald just i mean fuck beating chay mills every way you can beat another fighter that is an ass whooping rory mcdonald is that dude is fucking that dude's a stud rory mcdonald is going to beat gsp <laughs> I'm making the prediction now. So in a year, when he has to, when 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 he's saying, "Oh, I don't want to, I don't want to fight George Saint Pierre," you know, when he's saying that shit, and, and and I can I can reference that my my prediction. So Rory McDonald will feed George Rush Saint Pierre, and not only that, Ryan, he's going to knock him out. That's that's what's better about Rory McDonald is that he is a a a more vicious version of GSP. Yeah, doesn't it actually look like that? Just yeah. He, the dude is the dude is fucking good and young. You know, I I don't think it's I don't think it's yeah I know what is he like twenty three or something. Yes, it's yeah so that's it's it's pretty crazy. The the thing is he's not going to be fighting uh, GSP for the title. So yeah, he will. No, 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 he won't. Why? Because uh, he's gonna have to he's gonna have to fight somebody else for it. Oh, I see what you're saying because he's gonna... GSP's not going to be champion. Oh my God! You're oh fuck you, Ryan is Champ, Ryan's in main, main, main event. Ryan Champ, John Jones. We'll talk about later. Rashad Evans in a unanimous decision. This was never a fight. Um, John Jones just dominated it. Um, used his distance. The biggest takeaway of the fight, I thought, were those sweet elbows that he was throwing like a fucking jab. Like that was so impressive. Someone I thought Rashad Evans was impressive in this fight. I really did. I mean, I thought. I mean, well, no, I take it back. He was not impressive. That's what I mean. 
by him being impressive. But I was surprised though. I mean, Rashad is not known for the best chin ever, and he was he stood his ground the entire time and took a punch. So that was uh that was pretty nice. But like, where the fuck are the takedowns? The guy like the guy has better wrestling background. Why don't you try? He didn't try. That was that was Rashad's issue. That I thought that he, he might go out and try and push the pace, try and you know constantly shoot for takedowns, kind of like what he was doing. Uh, um, against the, against a rampage and he just didn't do it and it just it almost seemed like he choked a little bit out there um as far as his game plan like he just got just sucked into you know fighting John Jones from the outside and trying to hit him with a big right hand and you can't just you just can't do that against John Jones no, especially agree. when you've got you know all these other tools um he didn't use his speed advantage and he just got uh, pinned up against uh, the outside of the cage. In the I mean, fight. you're absolutely right. Like nothing. That, like what? What the fuck is the Black Zillions coach? The guy that you met um, with the gap in the teeth? Uh, Mike Pyle. No, 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 no. The uh, the Brazilian the the Black Zillions coach that you yeah. met. Yeah, Mike Kyle. No, 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 no. The 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 dude with the gap in the teeth. Yeah, that's him. No, it's not. It's someone else. Like he's he's like kind of like mulatto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not Mike Kyle. Yeah. It's not. Anyways. They're like worst fucking coach ever because like th- th- like you're right Rashad Evans has the sp- had the speed advantage okay stood in front of him the entire time barely circled at all didn't go for a takedown and did like didn't do any of the things that have been traditionally winning him fights so it was I don't know didn't like it I wouldn't say it was a boring fight it wasn't a boring fight but yeah just kind of dis- I mean I was disappointed in in uh, Mike Van Arsdale. Thank you very know, much. Because he he looks like Mike Pyle. They're both that mulatto, but Arsdale's got the, the gap in his teeth. Yes, yes. Mike okay. Van Arsdale was the coach of the Black Zillions. Is the coach yes. of the Black Zillions. So, uh, yeah, man. That's, which scares the fuck out of me because so many fires have gone there, and now I'm going to have to bet against them because that, that, was, that was horrible. It was horrible. I don't so. know that you can just I, – I, I think – I, I, I'm not blaming him for for that fight. It's always unusual with these these fights where the guys just get into it and talk so much shit to each other because those end up pretty much always being shitty fights because they just don't want to. They end up fighting not to lose. And I think both of them mentioned uh, post fight that they both felt almost a little intimidated of each other, and right. so they fought you know hesitantly um, as opposed to just going at it. Right. Yeah. So, anyways, other than that, um, you know, we had An- uh, Anthony Njokwani winning on the uh, on the undercard. Njokwani, um, which honestly, the guy is so talented. But if he ever gets someone that's gonna try to take him down, is he's gonna be fucked. So, uh, which he has been in the past. But um, yeah, other than that, Ryan, I think uh, maybe a little break and maybe a little head-to-head action after that. That sounds good. Sounds good. Hey, this is Ryan, inviting you to friend us on Facebook and check out our blog at mmainthecage.blogspot.com. And always, shoot us an email at mmainthecage at gmail.com, even if it is just to give us the finger. All right, and welcome back to round three, Ryan. We should get a fucking bell for round three. But anyways, man, we got to talk about the upcoming event, UFC on, uh, is it, no, is it? On Fox. On Fox, not Fuel TV, on Fox. 
Uh, let me pull that fucking card up here because I am a professional. All right, man. We're going to do head-to-head real quick. Are you ready? Yeah, we got to cue the music, right? Cue the music. All right, Ryan. For the first fight on the main card, we have Pat H.D. Barry versus a very new and up-and-coming LeVar Johnson. Ryan. LeVar Big Johnson coming off a knockout of one of the most durable heavyweights. And we've got Pat Barry who is – is he coming off the Czech Congo loss? No, no, no. He fought um, – Oh, he fought uh, Christian Moorcraft and he knocked yeah. him out. Yeah. Uh, good fight for Pat Barry. I would like to see Pat Barry actually work on some of the wrestling and takedowns that he's supposedly been training <laughs> uh, to take down LeVar Johnson because LeVar Johnson is fucking clueless on his back. Um, otherwise, it's kind of a, uh, a kind of a, a toss-up, I'd say, as far as the stand-up goes. Um, LeVar Johnson's got the little bit better chin Wait than Pat pick. Barry does. Um, I'm going to go LeVar Johnson, TKO, first round. Whoa. Okay. No, honestly, that is a fairly – I mean, this is a hard – this entire card is kind of hard. But I'm going to go Pat Barry with the slight edge just because the guy – like, if LeVar Johnson isn't going for a takedown, that means Pat Barry is in his realm. And Pat Barry is at the top of kickboxing at the heavyweight in the UFC. So I am going to go Pat Barry, but I'm going to go second round TKO. All right, next up we've got Allen, the talent belcher, fighting just the filthy Tolkienio Husamapa Harris. Who do you got here, Esteban? Oh, Jesus. This one is is hard, man. Allen, the talent belcher, coming off a of, – like he just got back into the UFC after I think like a year, a year layoff. I forgot who his last fight was, but I remember him looking extremely good. Uh, coming against Husamir Paul Harris, the fucking leg breaking, ankle snapping, toe holding, <laughs> just dirty slave of, of Brazil. Because he was – he did lay brick or something before. Before, right i'm just covering my ass he did fucking lay brick before he was homeless so but i'm gonna go alan belcher in this by uh, unanimous decision so uh ryan <laughs> All right. um you know i'm just gonna follow the uh the jujitsu idea that most fights end up making it to the ground and if it ends up happening that way then just the leg lock the leg ripper will fucking kill you who's more paul harris I think he'll end up uh, catching Alan Belcher late in the first round with a leg lock submission. Do you want to go? Do you want to go specific with the leg lock submission, Ryan? Yes, I do. I'm saying like with like, do you want like? Uh, I oh, mean, like a probably. Are you asking like whether yeah, it's yeah, a like knee bar or a heel hook? hook? No, yeah, I'm yeah. just gonna go, I'm just gonna go with a leg lock or okay. do the generic leg. Okay. Okay. All right. Next in, we got uh, <laughs> callback Johnny Hendricks. Versus Josh Koscheck. Why? Why are they? Why are they even bother fighting this? This is Johnny Hendricks. It's a knockout in the first round. Estevan, who do you got? <laughs> oh my God! For those of you who don't know, like when he was talking about if when Ryan was saying if uh, if GSP is the winner or is the title holder earlier, he was referring to Johnny Hendricks. But Ryan, I'm gonna have to disagree with you, buddy. Uh, Josh Koscheck, always a talent in the UFC. Got a you are a fool. Got a f- ton of fucking talent. Although I do think this is a dangerous fight for him because he has not been as aggressive as he used to be, and his chin is not as solid as Johnny Hendricks. But honestly, I think the talent is going to come through. So I'm going to go uh, Josh Koscheck, uh, UD. All right, and for our main event on Fox, we've got Nate Dirty Diaz versus uh, the the workman Jim Miller. Uh, Estevan, 
Who's your pick in this fight? I've never betted against Jude Miller, and I'm not going to start today because even though, even okay, put it this way, I'm not putting money on this fight because I refuse to put money on any fight that has a Diaz at the end of it. But Jim Miller is just a fucking solid fighter, just all around great. Nate Diaz, good at, I mean, great. At a couple of things, but I think Jim Miller will pull out the unanimous decision. I think it's going to be a fantastic fight, though. So I'm going to go Jim Miller, UD, and fight the night candidate. I will agree with it being a fantastic fight. Um, there's a lot to talk about on this. I'm just going to give you my pick. Nate Diaz, uh, unanimous decision. All right. I'm not going to. Okay. Esteban, th- this main event is, this is pretty dirty. Um, the way that I see it is standing you got to give it to Nate Diaz because of his reach. Um, Jim Miller fights well on the inside, but Nate Diaz has really adopted his uh, brother style of that pitter patter punching, uh, keeping the distance. And he's good at once he's kind of clipped you enough times, he's able to throw in, you know, a pretty decent right hand then um, or left. That's a, a more of a power strike. Um, which ends up being real effective. So standing, I got to give it to Nate Diaz. Um, wrestling, obviously, Jim Miller's the the better wrestler on the ground. This is where I'd like to see the the fight right. primarily happen. Right. Um, the issue is I don't know how effective Jim Miller's going to be at taking Nate Diaz down, and that's that's the part where ah. I ended up giving it to Nate Nate Diaz um, fighting at welterweight Nate Diaz struggled um, against wrestlers and I think that was just a more of a size and strength at lightweight he is a lot stronger as as far as his uh, his, his takedown defense um, if Nate Diaz does get get, get taken down um, he's still really good off of his back and so I think this would be a really fantastic jiu-jitsu match uh, between Nate and Jim we'd see some really impressive uh uh, jiu-jitsu, probably some of the best at, uh, at no, lightweight. So I, that, that, I agree. That's that's what I would like to see. Um, I think Jim Miller could end up getting the unanimous decision if he's able to effectively take down um, Nate Diaz and maintain top control. Um, but I think Nate Diaz is going to do enough damage standing before Jim Miller gets him down uh, for him to end up getting it in uh, the, the judge's eyes. And I think a lot of it's just going to end up being more uh, facial damage, which is what Nate Diaz tends to inflict. No, yeah, honestly, I'm not going to, you know, now, now that you got to break it down, like, I'm really not even going to bet on it because, like, it, Miller is experienced. Miller is experienced, and he, he's been in these situations before. So, you know, he knows he knows how to fight. But Nate Diaz, man, like, the guy, like it, it all starts standing up. Their, their, their stand-up has been, you know, or the, the Diaz brothers has some of the best stand-up in the business. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to even uh, – yeah, I'm, not, I'm just not going to touch it. Fuck, fuck my fuck – my- You know, and both those guys just love to, to fight and go at it. So I, I think this could be, you know, definitely uh, one of the best best fights. So um, let's see. The next one, uh, let's go ahead and just talk about uh, Pat Barry, LeVar Johnson. Okay. Uh, okay, let me, let me start off with this one, all right? Let me start off with this one. See, Pat – god damn, man. God damn. This is going to be fucking good because, like, Pat Barry – Best kickboxer in the UFC at the heavyweight division, period. LeVar Johnson, scariest motherfucker, I think, coming up because he is just giant and he's a monster. But Pat Barry, like, 
the guy has the best timing, I think, on his punches. I think he like he knows how to get in and out. And you know, the, Levar, as I said, Levar, Pat Barry has not been able to really exploit a lot of guys just because he's scared of getting taken down. That's a fact. Right. This is the first time where it's not going to happen in a long time, like since like the Executioner. So, I, I, right now, I think that definitely is a good point. Is there is absolutely no threat of a takedown, which will allow Pat Barry to loosen up. And I, th- my thing, like I was saying before, I know Pat Barry's been training, you know, wrestling and his jujitsu because it was at a fucking horrible level. Um, you know, when he first entered into the UFC, I mean, yeah. it was but it just non-existent. The thing is, if he, He's at least training with top guys with the takedowns um, and jujitsu. And Lamar Johnson, I know, doesn't. The guy just wants to stand and bang, and he thinks that's all that's going to happen. And I think Pat Barry could definitely uh, pick him apart and end up knocking him out. And the filthy leg kicks that uh, uh, Pat Barry throws, if he works over leg kicks, I think that's his better way to go as opposed to trying to mix it with his hands um, to kind of keep the distance. Because uh, LeVar Johnson's, you know, he's a big, thick dude all around. And so instead of trying to hit the dude on his chin, you know, break him in his joints. Because you can't have any muscles or anything uh, right. right there on your fucking knee. No, no, I th- I agree, man. This is this is going to be fantastic. It's going gonna, it's going to end within three rounds. So uh, Alan, Be- Alan Belcher versus the slave. I think he's a slave. Dude, he was a slave. Like he, wore, he was like a fucking impoverished. Like, uh, he, like yeah, no, I know. But dude, calling fucking crops. Somebody and, slave is kind of insulting. You, he picked crops for virtually zero money in the fields of Brazil. That what? That's a slave. He was an indentured servant. He was. Uh, he was indentured. He had indentured servitude. You know. <laughs> uh, this is. You know. Honestly, Belcher is like one of those all-around good guys, and I think an all-around good guy. He's a lot better on the feet, and he is a lot smarter than than Paul Harris is too. Yeah. <laughs> because he's a slave, not educated, not illiterate. So, <laughs> so him, no. I, him being an indentured servant has nothing to do with how dumb he is. So yeah, I think. Uh, I mean, Husamir clearly eating in jeans for just. However many generations, right? But uh, I, Husamir clearly one of the most dangerous dude. I mean, like the dangerous leg lock specialist uh, in the UFC, possibly in jujitsu. Um, you know, he he's he's extremely dangerous. But as I said, Alan Belcher's a smart guy, and I think he's going to uh, he's going to use that to advantage. So I really think it's going to be boring because he's just going to be picking him apart uh, at a distance. So, what did you did you call Belcher by uh, UD? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I could I could see that uh, if if Belcher's able to maintain his distance and uh, uh, keep from getting taken down, uh, Paul Harris has got a little bit of power in his hands, um, so he m- may be able to catch him. That was probably going to be his best way as as far as actually working a takedown. That, what I don't get about Paul Harris is literally all that he needs to train is wrestling. Like fuck stand up. Yeah, it's so just unbelievably filthy on the ground. If he just worked good wrestling, he. You know, they but, don't do it. They just don't like the fucking just, Brazilians. They just don't. That's like a non. That's not even a sport to but them. Let's it's, train jujitsu and let's train Muay Thai. Muay Thai. Yeah, and and it works for just, the most part. But like the problem is, is that like the only way he gets those submissions, the only they way he not, gets submissions is that like he like they have to engage. If the other person's not going to engage, then you're going to lose a fight. Because every time he gets a submission, it's because the other guy is coming at him and he just fucking falls down and grabs a foot. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's the other d- dangerous thing too. Is yeah, he doesn't even pull guard. He just drops down and <laughs> he just grabs the foot, like Fuck gr- it. grabs your leg like he's a little kid, and then he just fucking just rips your fucking 
tendons apart. With his slave strength and slave, <laughs> with slave his, grip. With, with his indentured service. He's got service slave grip, okay? The guy used to fucking lay brick. Have you seen his hands? They're disgusting. They're like gorilla hands. And they just like laying brick and pulling out weeds to hands, okay? Guy's got fucking grip. Anyways, this is the one we really got to talk about. Okay, if, if his last fight wasn't a coming out fight, this one will be. I agree. If 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 he wins, you are going to be shocked at how much better Johnny Hendricks is going to look than Joss Koscheck. Where basically, where what fight like you what, what fight are you referencing that you think that Johnny Hendricks because you can't refer, reference the last fight because you were already on his dick by then. So what are you what are you basing all of this off of? Um, his fight with it, almost every one of his fights in the UFC. Um, starting, it would definitely start with the just filthy fucking, uh, just swarming knockout of Amir Sadala. Oh my God. First fight in the UFC. Okay. You then gotta he lost to Rick story. You gotta love somebody that's knocked Amir Sadala the fuck out as well as pros versus Joe's that right there. That would be why I'm on his nuts. <laughs> okay, okay, fair enough. Okay, I can. From your point of view, I can see that. And if for you, for those of you who don't know, um, the pros versus Joe's comment is uh, what the fuck is his name? Charles Brenneman is uh, Charles the, Brenneman, yeah, the winner of uh, pros versus Joe's fights. Basically, what Johnny is is a younger, uh, more talented Josh Koscheck. I mean, they're very similar fighters, coming from uh, solid wrestling backgrounds. Both have good takedowns. Um, but Koscheck's, you know, developed a standup and that's where he primarily likes to fight as well as Johnny Hendricks, who has a more developed standup game, um, has more power in his hands, has a better chin is quicker and is not going to get taken down against Josh Koscheck. I really don't see how, why you would pick Josh Koscheck. He is well. Under- well, I'll give, I'll give you a perfect example. Do you? <laughs> I'll give you a perfect example. The last fight against Mike Pyle. <laughs> Did Josh Koscheck win that fight? No, he didn't. I thought. Uh, I thought. What does uh, the card say? What does Mike, the card say? And you're thinking Mike Pierce. Uh, Mike, no, Pierce. Mike Pierce. It was. It was a. Cl- it was a close fight, but uh, yeah. So he beat Mike Pierce. That's their uh, common opponent. Um, uh, Hendricks. Uh, beat Mike Pierce too, and he looked a lot more convincing in beating Mike Pierce than what Josh Koscheck. My did. my point though is that Josh Koscheck has a way of eking out fights, no no matter what. Like he wins them. I mean, like he's had close fights before, and he, he ends up winning them. I mean, like it's and I like I think he can get knocked out. That's something that he really doesn't have. Like he does, he gets very his ruffle his feathers ruffled when he gets hit in the face. And that's is kind of what I'm worried about Johnny Hendricks, but I think he's going to be aware of that. And I think ah fuck it, I don't know, man. I mean, like I don't I like Josh Koscheck. I don't want to bet against Josh Koscheck, okay? So uh but I do think that he poses I, I think you're overinflating Hendricks and you're underplaying Koscheck. So I'm not saying that Koscheck is is one of the top guys in the division, but I think Johnny Hendricks is just that little bit better version of him in basically every area. Um, and he's younger, too. He's probably five years younger than, than Koscheck. Um, he's got less wear and tear on his body. Dude, 34 uh, is the age. 34 is the – which he is. No, 34 no, is that. It's, no, that's it's fine. not. Do not say the age. L- look at fucking Dan Henderson. The motherfucker is fighting his 
best fights most, when, he's, when he's 40 years old. I'm going to say most fighters out there, like, they're perfect at 34 because, like, I, I told, would you shut totally the disagree. fuck up while I talk? How about that, Ryan? They're per- like they've they've fought long enough to where they have their they've molded their skills and they have enough experience, but their bodies are still able to recover quickly. It de- it depends on the type of fighter though. So if they're ones that are more uh, okay, Josh Koscheck, I'm using him as an example. I know, but he he fights more based off of his athleticism. He always has. That's why he's been a top guy. He was just a straight wrestler and he succeeded for. Uh, several years in the UFC just because he was faster and stronger than the other guys that, that he was fighting. Uh, and that's, and that's why he won. It took him a while to develop, you know, a well-rounded game that he has now. And uh, how about this? I don't like Johnny Hendricks baby teeth. I don't like him. I saw, you know, him, I saw him in person. I'm I didn't ta- like him. He was kind of taking, a douche. Taking the personal stuff aside. I think, uh, Johnny Hendricks is, uh, probably about 10 IQ points higher than, uh, Paul Harris, just based off of, <laughs> interview so i mean there's going to be a lot of dumb in the cage but i can't hold that against him yeah that's a fair point that's a fair point <laughs> and it's baby teeth i think that's fucking hilarious baby teeth i hate people with baby teeth and that beard looked fake i was staring right at it i was right <laughs> at the beard looks fucking fake all right i'm just saying all right no, i think no, this has been long enough that's... for the i think this has been long enough for the one coming back man but uh, this has been good. This has been good. Uh, we've got we fleshed some shit out, you know, and uh, I think the, the the viewership is gonna like it. Uh, no doubt about it. Uh, anyways, uh, so we're gonna be back to talk about a upcoming okay. event of MMA. <laughs> yeah, in the, the next in the future. In the next week or so. So yeah. check back with us then. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, take <laughs> take it easy. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> One, two, go! If you guys have any questions about MMA, relationship advice, life, or just some bullshit you want to ask me and Ryan, hit us up on Facebook and Twitter, or send us an email at MMAInTheCage at gmail.com. Oh, 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 oh